Congratulations, you made it once again, and I am glad you are here. This is the Lord of the Storm podcast, where we encounter Jesus himself as we read together from his word. My name is Dan, and today we will be in Matthew 18. I'll be reading from the fantastic, easy to understand and read, or E-U-R version of the New Testament that is now available on Amazon.com and Audible.com. So in today's chapter, we get to hear who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and hear all about Peter's willingness to forgive someone over and over and over again. And then, of course, there's a story about an incredible debt relief program that's available to all of us. Let's pray. Father, as we encounter you in your word, let us hear from you and be transformed by it as we seek you in your name, Jesus. Amen. Matthew 18. In that same hour, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called the little child to himself and put him in the middle of them and said, Most definitely I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. So whoever humbles himself like this little child is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Whoever welcomes one like this little child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a huge stone were hung around his neck and he were sunk to the bottom of the sea. There is sorrow coming to the world because it tempts people to sin. For temptations must come, but what sorrow there will be for the person they come through. If your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter eternal life maimed or crippled rather than having two hands or two feet and be cast into hell. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter eternal life with one eye rather than having two eyes and be cast into the fire of hell. See that you don't look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that in heaven their angels always see the face of my heavenly Father. For the Son of Man came to save that which was lost. What do you think? If a man has one hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, doesn't he leave the ninety-nine, go into the mountains and look for the lost one? If he finds it, I tell you, he rejoices over it more than the ninety-nine, which were not lost. Likewise, your heavenly Father is not willing that one of these little ones should perish. If your brother sins against you, go alone and show him his error. If he listens to you, you have gained back your brother. But if he doesn't listen, take one or two other people with you, that from the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be remembered. If he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. If he refuses to hear the church also, let him be to you like a Gentile or a tax collector. Most definitely I tell you, whatever things you don't allow on earth will have not been allowed in heaven, and whatever things you release on earth will have been released in heaven. Again, I tell you with certainty that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything you pray for, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the middle of them. Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often am I to forgive my brother who sins against me? Seven times? Jesus said to him, Not seven times, but seventy times seven. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle up accounts with his servants. When he had begun to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten million dollars, for example. But because the man couldn't pay, he commanded him to be sold with his wife, his children, and all that he had to pay the debt. So the servant fell down and knelt before him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will repay you everything. 
The king, being moved with compassion, released him and forgave the debt he owed. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him $1,000. He grabbed him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, Have patience with me, and I will repay you. But the first servant would not listen, and he had him thrown into prison until he could repay what was owed. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were extremely upset and went to the king and told him what happened. Then the king called in the first servant and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Shouldn't you have also had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? The king was angry and handed him over to those who would torment him until he would repay all that was owed. So also will my heavenly father do to you, if you don't forgive each other from your hearts for their misdeeds. So, did you notice when his disciples asked him who was the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, Jesus didn't give them an answer? I mean, it seems like a pretty straightforward question. But he didn't answer with a name or a title. Instead, he pulls in a child next to him and says, unless you humble yourself like a child, you're not even going to get in. Wow. (laughs) I think the subtext here is, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. You are far from that. Let's take you back to the ground level. Unless you humble yourself, that is not a concern you need to have. So, what's the lesson for us in all of that? Well, one could be that this isn't a competition. If you're doing your spiritual acts of worship to try to impress God or get ahead of someone else, you're completely missing the mark. You have to bow to the Lord before you can stand before the King. There uh, is another thing in this chapter that stands out to me, which is just how much God loves us, how much God loves you. He says there could be 100 of his children with him, and if one of them gets lost, he is laser focused on getting that one back. He doesn't say, I've got these 99 others with me that I love. No, he says, where's the one that's lost? I have to find them. You are so important to him that he will leave the 99 others and go and look for you. And when he finds you, All of heaven rejoices with him because you are that valuable, and he would do absolutely anything to have a relationship with you, as proven by Jesus allowing himself to be nailed to a cross for something that he didn't do, all because of his great love for you. So, if you ever start feeling lonely or think that you're unlovable, remember, a perfect God who rules heaven and earth leaves his 99 other children just to look for you because he is so in love with you. There, of course, is much more in this chapter about how we must forgive others and how much God has forgiven us already. But the thing it all comes back to for me is relationship. Our relationship with God, God's relationship with us, and our relationship with one another. God is very interested in how we treat one another, how we live in community with each other, and and the behavior that we model, not only to other Christians, but to the rest of the watching world as well. I think that is a good place to put a pin in it for today and ask the Lord to help us to live like he wants us to live. Dear Heavenly Father, you are love. Love originates in you, is embodied in you, and is you. Lord, thank you for the love that you have so freely given to us and forgiven us of our sins. As we think about that for a moment, we want to make sure that we are also forgiving those who have wronged us. Now, what they have done to us, Lord, may have been bad, but it is not even close to the harm and the pain that we have caused you. And since you have forgiven us, we can forgive others 
as you have modeled forgiveness to us. May the one listening right now who feels unloved or unforgiven for something that they have done, may they know that there is nothing that will ever cause you to turn away from your pursuit of them and the overflowing love that you have for them. May they quit their running, humble themselves like a child, and turn to you for the forgiveness and love that they need in their lives. Jesus, you are the one who makes it all possible, and we thank you for your great love for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, once again, I have thoroughly enjoyed having you with me as we go through the Lord's Word. Each time, He has just been so faithful to show up, and He is blessed by your presence as well. So until next time, may He remind you that you are a child of the King. And may you live with the peace that only He provides. We'll see you next time. God bless.